This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, let's discuss now with my guest, Leah Moody, employment lawyer, Samfiro Tumarkin, Vancouver, employmentlawyers.ca. Leah, thank you very much for coming on. Thanks so much for having me, Mike. Okay, Leah, an, an incredible story here. This has gone absolutely viral. Everybody is talking about this, the, the, the Coquitlam School District uh, telling this young woman, take down your OnlyFans page or you're possibly going to be fired here. Let's talk about the law here. Does this school board have the right to do this? Yeah, you're right. It's an absolutely fascinating case, and it has so many layers, one of which being the legal analysis, and I think for the first time, that's actually the most straightforward one. Um, So one sort of caveat that I want to set off the bat is that my understanding is that in this particular situation, she's unionized, which means that a lot is going to come down to this collective bargaining agreement, right? What is in that collective bargaining agreement? But for unionized and non-union employees, an employer has the right to set professional standards and policies for conduct outside of work. And that can include limits on taking a second job and social media use. However, I'm of the view that there has to be a pretty strong connection between the employment and a restriction like this one in order to justify a with cause termination of her employment. Right. And as you mentioned Kristen McDonald, the young woman we're discussing here, she is a member of a union. She has a union contract. Would a union contract typically protect her in a situation like this? Like she has said, look, I am not breaking any laws. I am not hurting anybody. This is all being done on, on my, my own time. So leave me alone. I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to feed my child here. She's a single mom. Would the union, a, a union contract typically protect her? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's absolutely it, isn't it, right? And that's sort of where the other, other elements of this situation really come to the fore. Um, you know, this woman is in a position where she's not being paid well enough to put food on her table and a roof over her head for the excellent work that she and other EAs do. Um, and so she was forced to go and get this other job to supplement her income. But you're right. I mean, that aside, there is no right to that. Um, most contracts, including most collective bargaining agreements, are going to set out the very, very sort of stern parameters by which somebody can be let go. So usually under unionized employment, it's not the same as non-unionized employment. We've spoken about this a bunch, Mike, where, you know, somebody could just walk in one day and say, I don't like your striped shirt and terminate you as long as they pay you severance. You can't do that in a unionized context. And so, you know, I was saying this in another interview, I hope she's got good representation in her union because my suspicion is that she's protected by the CBA and that, you know, she should be able to to keep her her account. Right. Okay, there is no doubt this is a raunchy website. I mean, we're talking adult-only content here. And I, I checked this morning, Leah, it... It is supposed to be for adults only 
Okay, so this is supposed to be for 18 years old is the age limit, and and this this company OnlyFans has been criticized for not not vigilantly checking the age of their their users. But it's supposed to be for 18 years old. It's adult. It's an adults only site. Does that make any difference? She teaches at a high school, right? So we're talking. She works with kids, but this is an adults only site. Does that make a difference? I think it does. You know, my understanding of OnlyFans is that it's subscription based. Uh, minors don't have access to it. I think that the story could be different if this was something that she was doing on a publicly accessible Facebook page or Instagram account, but this is subscription-based. And the uh, individuals that she's teaching ostensibly um, don't have access to it, or they shouldn't anyway. And so I do think that sort of amplifies the privacy concerns on her end. You know, she is entitled to a certain degree of privacy over these sorts of things and the right to make work where she needs to make work and how she can. So I do think that that's a a really excellent distinction, Mike, that, you know, the OnlyFans account makes the situation different from something that might be more publicly accessible. Okay, this apparently all started, according from the school board, from a complaint from a student. So apparently a student complained about this. Does that make any difference in the case? I don't think so. I think that it might make it more understandable as to why the school felt like they needed to get involved. You know, up to this point, I actually didn't know that it had originated with a student complaint, and so that makes a lot of sense. As otherwise thinking, you know, what is, what is the district's business with this? Yeah. You know, I'm sure that what they'll say is that, you know, we have certain standards with respect to uh, conduct and propriety and, you know, our teachers and our EAs need to maintain a certain public image to um, instill trust in the public that we serve. But I I just don't think that, you know, a complaint from one student is going to be the foundational basis on which to justify a cause termination here. Right. Taking a look at the email she received from the school district, and it says you're directed to to immediately cease all activity, remove all online social media accounts. And it's not only OnlyFans, which, as you pointed out, is a subscription-based website, but it also mentions your Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. So it would appear she has some presence on these other social media platforms, too. I wonder, could the school district invoke some sort of morality clause or or your behavior right. is going to be uncom- unbecoming to the school district your employer like would that typically is that typically something that'd be covered under for a unionized worker you've already touched on this briefly but that that's kind of common too isn't it sometimes in employment contracts like a, a morality clause yeah th- there is you know you're supposed to sort of represent your employer Uh, as best you can, right? And to the extent that you're associated, your personal image is associated or easily associated with where you work, that's going to change that standard. That's going to change that metric. So, you know, for somebody like you or I, Mike, right, somebody who might be able to recognize us as being very specifically associated with San Pedro Market or CKNW, that's, we're going to be, we're going to be subject to a different standard. Um, You know, somebody who is, uh, working uh, an office job where they don't do interviews, their face isn't on the website, that's a much, much harder sell. Um, yeah, I think that the morality cause, the morality issue is an interesting one. I personally think that any employer loses the moral high ground 
when they've put their employees in a position where they're not paying them a livable wage and they have to go out and do this. Yeah. And I look at a situation like this and I think, you know, if this individual was taking a second job and she was, you know, working at an old folks home or at a public library, nobody would even think twice about this. Right. And it's only because there, there is this posting of, you know, sexualized or revealing images that all of a sudden make it this big deal, which I think brings up a whole other can of worms with respect to my thoughts on what this says about our society. Well, um, yeah. But, you, I mean, you've right? already got ad, you've already got advocates coming to her fence, her defense, saying this is discrimination against sex workers. So, and and she ma- she has made the point in several interviews as well that you know we try to tell tell women to. Uh, to, to to be proud of their sexuality, my body, my choice. We tell kids this all the time in our school system, and yet here she is making a, a choice ab- about what she does with her time and her body, and she's being threatened with being fired. Do you th- absolutely? Do you think I'm, that that is so that is a you, powerful argument? Yeah, I do. I absolutely do, and I am so glad that you brought that up because it was a point that I wanted to be sure to make because I understand the point about discrimination against sex workers. I mean, sex workers vary sort of narrowly defined with our criminal code. But I would be very interested to know how any sort of school board or other employer might respond to any of the millions of men out there who post shirtless photos at the gym, right? I mean, do our men going to be subject to the same cease and desist letters, the same, you know, oh, our eyes, we have to hide our children from, from this stuff as we are with with our female employees. And that, I think, has a very, very interesting basis for a case of discrimination. Okay, we're going to follow it closely. Leah, thank you very much for coming on with your thoughts and analysis on it today. I appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure, Mike. Thanks. Okay, thank you. Leah Moody there, Samfiro to Markin, Vancouver, employmentlawyers.ca.